Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Have and To Roll. I'm Daft Prodigy, and you are listening to Session 44, Dark Whispers. It's so great to be back after our interbook hiatus, and we have an even better gift in store for all of you this week. But first, some announcements. As a reminder, we are currently having a giveaway for our Twitter followers. If you are listening to this before August 3rd, 2021, you can head over to our Twitter and like or retweet the pinned contest post to enter for your chance to win a Corvosan coin. You must be following us to enter. You only get one entry by liking or retweeting, an extra entry if you do both, and you can even get a third entry by DMing us with a theory about what you think is going on with Shadow Aridon, the divine power that Unia calls on to grant their cleric powers. The contest will run until August 3rd, and we will announce the winners next session. We are also excited to continue our collaboration with Philip Melvin this week. This session features a brand new track from him. This session also features sound effects from Sirenscape. We have brand new art and updated character sheets over on our website, so please go check them out. The new art is breathtaking. Please go look at our ridiculously attractive party and follow along on the character sheets so you can see how truly horrible my roles are. They're, they're bad. They're really bad. I promise my characters should be much more badass. My roles are really bad. And last, but certainly not least, we have a guest this week. It's been a long time in the making. This week, Elizabeth Wilcox of Dimension Door joins us to bring her harrowing skills as a familiar face returns to foretell the perils of book three. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let her take it away. In Curse of the Crimson Throne. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Hello, beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. And welcome back to... To... Curse of, of the, the Crimson, Crimson Throne. Throne. This is a very special episode of Curse of the Crimson Throne. It is. Because we have a guest. Hello. So in addition to me, Hello. the beautiful husband, and Daft, the beautiful wife, we have a beautiful guest. Beautiful guest. Hello, beautiful, beautiful guest. guest. Elizabeth of, of Dimension Door. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's an honor to have it you. Is, it is so great to have you here. Uh, we we uh, spent the pre-record geeking out about how much we love each other's podcasts and how cool <laughs> it is to have uh, Elizabeth here. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about what Dimension Door is, uh, just so they know who you are in case they haven't ever heard it? Uh, sure. Dimension Door is another Pathfinder podcast, and we also play first edition. We're playing the Reign of Winter adventure path. And my character in the Dimension Door, Vasilisa Morozova, is 
a witch who happens to be a cardomancer. So the harrow is very near and dear to my heart because I learned how to do harrow readings as part of playing that character. Yes, uh, and and we felt the need uh, to reach out uh, before we have the book three horror reading. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Elizabeth is joining us now as the cards seem to be calling to the party. Mm. Uh, but additionally, in addition to the cards calling to the party, let's 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 get into it, actually. All right. All right. So. Uh, on one of the days that uh, you all are dealing with the fallout of book two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've you've cured Blood veil. The city is recovering, adjusting but, to a new normal, uh-huh, a new normal, a new normal that involves a lot of uh, heavily armed gray maidens patrolling the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves a lot of uh, new laws are being passed. There, there are curfews being put into place, restrictions on travel to facilitate the recovery from Blood Vale. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Supposedly. In the midst of this, uh, one, of our, one of our friends down in the Grey District will be going about her tasks, tending to the sick, administering uh, the cure mm-hmm. to anyone who comes in with symptoms of Blood Vale. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of this, in your healer's kit, you Ooh. find a card. Oh, well, I didn't put this here. As Center Travail, Inquisitor of Vonimus, is going through her healer's kit, you find a card. Uh, and allow me to describe it. Mm. It uh, features a star uh, at the top middle of the card. And a possibly a dwarven or maybe a halfling woman uh, holding a demonic-looking baby with smoke coming off of it in on one hand. A healer's kit uh, is behind her, uh, and she seems to be uh, performing some sort of magic. It's just wedged in there among your healer's tools, and Ooh. written on the back it just says "14 Burnt Bridge Boulevard." Who put this in here? That's Lenore's house. Hmm. And so you make your way uptown. Yeah, I'd better give this back. Yes. Uh, The rest of you, uh, I imagine you're having uh, a standard breakfast involving eggs. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) we're having a standard breakfast involving eggs. Um... Uh, (laughs) Um, uh, Probably Ophelia is going over a new business arrangement that someone has offered her. People are really impressed with how how you guys have saved the city, especially Ophelia's work uh, creating the cure. And so a uh, cobbler in town wants uh, your permission to design boots (laughs) based on the magical boots that you wear. What do you guys think? Um, This person wants to make Siren branded boots? I'm a little... On the one hand, I'm flattered, but on the other hand, it's... I kind of feel like maybe this will commodify my presence a little bit too much. They're willing to pay you 500 gold a month to do it. On the other hand, commodifying (laughs) is is okay. (laughs) You know, it's, um, I think that I'll let, I'll let them do this. If any of you have feedback, uh, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a pair if that makes you feel better. Oh, you don't need to do that. In the midst of this, 
there'll be a knock at the door. As uh, center arrives. Hold on. Uh, Lenore will go up and look out the uh, um, the peephole to see a tuft of red hair just barely poking into view. <laughs> <laughs> and from the other side of the door, she hears, Hello! <laughs> oh, uh, Lenore will open the door. Uh, hi, hi, Center, what's up? Oh, um, well, I was just doing my work downtown, uh, and uh, I happened to find a card. It had my name and your address on it. Did any of you give this to me? Uh, I mean, I'm flattered, but I also have no idea what this means. Uh, and she'll uh, pull up the midwife card. And Damien will come over to look. Oh, yeah. Um, so we got all of, we, all four of us got that from Zalara. But when we started this whole thing, um, she appeared out of the harrow deck and did a harrowing for us. And we all thought she was alive at the time. So when we found out she was dead, that made things a little awkward. Um, but so I guess you got one finally. Um, you know, it's a couple months late, but you are part of the party now. So um, maybe that will have some sort of portentous impact on your life as if things that are extremely portentous haven't already been happening all the time. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the cards have been acting a little bit weird this morning. Yes. Uh, I've been prepping my spells and stuff and they've been jumping out of my hands and um, I, yes. Zalara feels kind of anxious. Uh, yeah. I think that I might um, might uh, let her uh, make a spread yeah. this actually, morning. Actually, uh, uh, as as uh, Center comes into the uh, house... Uh, the card will be you will you will feel it as if it's pulling away from your hand. Oh, uh, uh, I think if I let this thing go, it'll just fly across the room. Uh, and uh, as she, it, she lets it go. All right, and as you do so, you watch as the as the card arcs through the air, uh, spinning and swirling as uh, glitter and magic swirl around it. It goes to the head of the table, uh, at which point. A woman's hand forms around it, holding it, and cascades the smoke and magic coalescing into the figure of Zalara Esmeralda. Now more solid than ever. Now more present than ever. <laughs> played by an actual horror. Yay! Oh, good. Sinter is here. I... I knew that she should be. Thank you for heeding the invitation of the Haro. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, are you, are you Zalara? I've, I'm Sinter. I, you probably already knew that. Uh, are you, you're the ghost lady. You could call me that, I suppose. But yes, I am Zalara. It's, uh, it's nice to meet you. It's customary uh, for me to give, uh, gifts People I'm not meeting uh, in combat, uh, but uh, it I, I don't actually have anything on me here right now. I assure um, you I've no need for tangible gifts, as I'm sure you understand. Your presence, though, is gift enough. I've been feeling as though it is time to turn again to the cards. As uh, she says that, uh, the room uh, darkens slightly and like little candles appear on sconces <laughs> along the walls. Unia will sigh and pick up the plates covered in eggs and move them to the breakfast bar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if you reach through through uh, some of the new uh, some of the me. new uh, major image. Me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and I think Solara just kind of starts shuffling the cards a little bit. Okay. And looks around the room and is everyone present in the room? Yes. Okay. Everybody's here. So Zalara speaks. She says, I thought when the forces of fate first brought us together, that it was for the purpose of destroying the evil that was Gadrin Lamb. Then my spirit yet lingered, and I thought perhaps the continued danger of Rolf Lamb's dark deeds kept us tied to one another. Now, however, I fear that the Lamb family was but a small surface sign of the deeper ill that lurks within this city. I sense great forces at play here in Corvosa, and as you all here are tied into this web, the Haro may again have guidance to give you. Are you ready to hear what the cards have to say? Everybody is staring with rapt attention. Uh, <laughs> and um, Damien, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah uh, yes, um, please, what do you have to offer? The intelligence suit is calling most to me at this time. So here, and Solara just lays down nine cards in an arc before her. If each of you would choose your role. Um, uh, Damien will reach out and um, pick the middle card. If you'd like me to flip it over, I can do that. If you'd like us all to pick cards and then flip them over, I can also do that. Uh, if you'd each pick your role, and then we will consider them one at a time once they've been selected. Okay. Ophelia will pick the one at the far end, uh, the far right end. Unia will pick the one at the far left. Lenore will gesture to Cinter. Uh, you go next. Uh, I'm still trying to pick. Uh, Cinter will grab uh, the second from the right on the remaining six. And Lenore will grab the one to the left of that. All right. Now, Damien, we may as well start with you as you began. If you would reveal your card. Uh, okay. Flip card. Uh, oh. <laughs> Most fitting, it seems as though we've come full circle. As with the card that I first sent to you, once again, we have the joke. Now, yeah. Damien, don't take this the wrong way. I do not want you to begin to think that you are any sort of joke yourself. You know oh, the horror uh, well enough. Yeah. yeah. Something here is speaking to your trickery, your artifice, your ability to use humor to find your way past a difficult task. So, again, keep this card in mind as we go on with this reading. Okay. Now, Sinter, you're new to this. If you'd reveal yeah. your role... Okay. Oh. Ooh. Oh, uh, you flip the card, revealing uh, revealing uh, the image of a man with a 
brilliant arc of energy shooting into his head as a as a some sort of celestial hand points down to him the shock from it uh bursting out with blue light and blowing off his glasses oh i'm so sorry as he drops uh his mallet and his uh square and a bunch of acorns <laughs> uh he is staggered by this new knowledge that seems to blast into his mind. Ah, the vision center. As you can see, having witness to some new great knowledge can be overwhelming, as the card indicates. The vision speaks to some arcane knowledge or a brush with someone who is either mentally above us most people or mentally different from most people in a powerful way this mm. is a fairly powerful card and i want you to keep it in mind and i will keep it in mind for you as i perform this reading all right lenore oh. if you would be so kind yeah sure I see. Lenore, we have here a card, the idiot. Yes, oh. uh, the idiot is a card that has come up several times yeah. in the game. Uh, there is a man uh, bound uh, and being paraded about by a band of goblins who dance uh, and celebrate as the man is pierced with arrows and spears. A giant mask of a... Uh, man with over large features and protruding teeth is placed over his head uh, with X's for eyes as they continue to prod him along the street. You'll recall that the last reading we did the idiot indicated that there was something in your present where you were being played for the fool in some yeah. way in this case with it being your role card it could mean something similar or it could simply mean that you should be wary of any kind of foolishness or greed that mm -hmm. some naivety might be at play that could harm you or could help you okay now, Yunia. Uh, all right. Uh, with some trepidation, Yunia flips over their card. Oh boy. Oh, dear. oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, Yunia, the rock Shasa. The card features a crocodile-headed man uh, with crocodile claws and a crocodile tail, uh, but the with the humanoid form of a man in a fine suit. Uh, with with a nice vest and a tie tucked down into the vest and a little top hat and a little <laughs> teacup. He has one leg crossed over the other uh, at the knee as he sits upon a supplicant human's back who is bowed over as if in submission or prayer. He just sits upon their back having tea. Uh, also worth noting, uh, his hands are backwards. Oh, uh, yes, mm. his hands are backwards. 
Yunya, the Rakshasa is always a powerful card, just as it is a powerful creature, but right now it speaks more strongly to me than it ever has before. The Rakshasa is a being of dominance, control, enslavement, typically mental enslavement. Uh, Rakshasa will control your mind, but it could also be a literal force imposing itself upon you in any other way. Mm. I fear this is going to be a very important card to keep in mind in your near future and that your role shall be very prominent given that you have drawn this card. All right. And last but not least, Ophelia, if you would. Um, okay. Ophelia flips over her card. Mm. Oh. Ophelia, the Inquisitor. Oh. This yes. Uh, doesn't look good. Yes, you see a uh, a man uh, garbed in red and black with uh, a dour face and an accusatory hand pointing toward uh, the viewer of the card. Uh, he holds aloft a book uh, that is that is shedding papers as he presents it in this accusatory fashion. Chains wrap around his, his shoulders and dangle from his sides uh, as he clearly is seeking to uh, illuminate the heresies of the onlooker. <laughs> Ooh, the Inquisitor is a card that speaks to an unchangeable truth. It will accept nothing except a reality which cannot be fooled and cannot be swayed. Oh. Now, as always, although these cards can seem dark, there's but hints of things that may inform you and may inform your near future. So don't be too alarmed, but keep your role in mind as we pursue this reading. And Zalara gathers all of the cards back and gives them a shuffle. Excellent. Cards are shuffled now. I'm going to draw all of the cards at once and then I'll place them uh, one at a time as we go through them. Or how would you prefer? I could place them all at once if you'd like. Um, whatever, whatever you feel, uh, whatever you feel is best. Okay. So Zalara uh, begins placing down the cards. Mm-hmm. And you feel uh, you feel the wind swirling around you a little bit. Uh, the candle flames on the walls uh, flicker. You hear the clanking of armor and the growl of some distant beasts. <laughs> As she arranges the cards into a very familiar by now three by three grid. Right, they're fighting me a little bit that they're here. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the cards have a mind of their own. 
Oh boy, the party is just watching in rapt attention and sort of breathless anticipation of the uh, prophecy that is to come. (laughs) Now, Sinter, I do not know how familiar you are with the Harrow. I know the others have had readings from me before. Yeah. You, you know, Damien's told me a little bit, um, but I've never actually had a horror reading done. Um, he showed me some of the cards and talked about how each of them has a meaning uh, and how you can do this spread that'll talk about the good and bad things that have happened or will happen. That's... But I've never actually seen one. This is all new to me. All right. Well, I hopefully will get some helpful information for you from this, but I must caution, and I'll repeat this caution to all of you. The Harrow just give us a hint of a possible future. If you use the warnings of the cards properly, you can guide your own fate. Now, first, we start with a look at our past. And here, in the positive past, we see the locksmith. Now, the locksmith is a card associated with the suit of keys. This is the suit associated with more dexterous activities. Mm -hmm. It is a lawful neutral card on its own. As you can see, it depicts a somewhat shadowy figure at work trying to make his way into a lock here. Now, the locksmith tends to represent unlocking your destiny. Each of these keys the locksmith carries could be some different location, some different path that you may have chosen. In this case, given where it's located in the spread, the locksmith represents how in the past the choices that you have made, the keys you have collected, have led all of you to this point. It's a Mm. neutral kind of card but here together I would say that you are something like the set of keys the locksmith carries Mm. your tools gathered together more powerful for being collected in one group Mm. Uh. that's neat now in your neutral past we have Oh, oh boy! Of most familiar card. Oh my! The tyrant. <laughs> oh my! I think you all recall the position that the tyrant played in your present in the previous spread. And I would guess that you all have some idea of who this tyrant 
maybe <laughs> this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this um, card from the suit of crowns indicates that one who wears a crown as this is a card from the suit of crowns played a most important role in your recent past that is informing your current position. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> oh my. Uh, the, the party nods uh, rather breathlessly. Now let us look at the negative past. And oh. here, this speaks most strongly to you, Center, as it is the vision. When your role appears within the spread, that means that this is speaking most closely to you. So something in your past, Center, that has to do with arcing knowledge, with madness, with cryptic words, is informing the present. Some mystery or some brush with genius, perhaps, has informed you in a way that will be important to you now. Oh, y'all didn't tell me that I would get such chills from listening to this. <laughs> the room does seem a bit chillier now as the wind whips at you. The clanking of armor is growing louder. Keeping in mind the past that has led us to where we are, let's see what the cards say about your present. First, we have the twin. And I recall the twin showed up for you before as well. It's in a different position this time. This card in your positive present is still speaking to a duality of purpose, a duality of identity. And here I think Zalara's eyes look towards Ophelia in particular. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Ophelia tries to meet Zalara's gaze and then kind of uh, looks down. <laughs> We are fortunate that it is located in the positive position. This card can be tricky. Duality can mean divided lo loyalties. It can mean a reversal of meaning. But in this case, I believe it simply means that although divided loyalties and a duality of identities inform you, they are not doing so in an immediate way to cause harm. And she kind of gives Ophelia a nod of uh, understanding. Ophelia does manage to meet her eyes then and sort of elbows Damien, told you so. <laughs> Uh, out from where the card is placed, uh, you see uh, lush vegetation seem to creep across the table. Ooh. <laughs> now let us take a look at your neutral present. Oh, no. Here. Oh, no. oh boy. Oh, no. This. Oh, no. The crows. The crows. The crows. 
again, a card you've seen before, although mm -hmm. not too recently. Uh, the crows are a very large winged figure uh, with a bandage over their eye. Uh, they have the head of a crow and, and the wings of a crow. They seem to have arms that are spread out toward uh, a group of people who are placing bets or dividing treasure amongst themselves. All of them see, all of them are wearing uh, masks, much of them very beak-like in their appearance before a table piled high with potentially ill-gotten gains. Mm -hmm. Now, as the crows are a neutral evil card, being positioned where they are, they are partially aligned. This means that they speak more strongly in this case than the twins. The crows are a dangerous bunch. They represent a present where a dangerous group is affecting our world and affecting you directly in your lives. The crows are oppressive. They can be tricky in that they could indicate a group that may be lawful, but is dangerous. They're a blend in their neutral position between law and chaos, and they represent an immediate threat to you. So, <laughs> please take care. Just as the crows are an ill omen, the crow's card here in your reading at the center of your spread means that someone may be seeking your death. <laughs> oh my goodness sake. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Lenore uh, glances at the um, uh, the nick on the table mm -hmm. where the sawtooth saber was embedded mm -hmm. that mending still hasn't quite been able to fill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've gotten that impression. With that in mind, the negative present. And we see the waxworks. Oh boy. This is a card that has not come up before for you. It is a card of the shield suit. And as you can see, this man is dangling above this boiling vat of wax. He is helpless and his fate looms before him, although he is blind to it, blindfolded as he is. Oh boy. Now, the waxworks is an indication that although the mind may be willing, the flesh is frozen in a place of horror. Here, where it is placed, I would say it indicates that you may have some idea of what is needed from you, of what fate would have you do, but you are hesitant. Fear may keep you from moving forward, may paralyze you. 
in a way. So be careful not to let your fear hold you in place, <laughs> only for you to fall to the grave doom that the crows have warned you of. Oh boy. <gasps> yes, I imagine I imagine that the bubbling vat will be very evocative for uh, a lot of you. As you recall, the vats, the vats down in the uh, Temple of Ergothoa. Mm -hmm. It's a very similar thing with the pipes uh, connected to it. And steam rising from the top. Uh, and the skulls patterning the walls. Center gives a shudder as she remembers the cultists drowning. Mm -hmm. And now, let's look towards your future. First, we see... The Rabbit Prince. The Rabbit Prince was a card in your last spread that also spoke then to your future. In this case, it is speaking to your positive future. Now, it is partially aligned. The Rabbit Prince indicates in this position that... Although you may come to battle and the vagaries of combat will fall upon you, there is hope. It also indicates something in your future that has to do with a powerful household. Just as the rabbit <laughs> prince wears a crown, there's an important player that may lead you to combat in your near future that also wears a crown. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh this is boy. A, this is quite a card. Oh boy. Next, in your neutral future, <laughs> we see the betrayal. Now, it may be difficult to call a betrayal neutral. The betrayal is a card from the suit of crowns. And in this position with this card, I am most drawn to the idea of the beautiful woman, her pale ashen complexion and her blank expression representing a danger. She is a threat in your near future. Whether this is a literal threat of an ashen maiden of some kind or more figurative, I would not mm -hmm. say that is for you to discover. The betrayal, though, indicates a need for great caution. Envy and selfishness, twisting intentions. Now, this card too is in partial alignment. It speaks just as strongly as the Rabbit Prince. So you will come to combat of some kind and you should watch and beware of one who would betray you just as this beautiful lover 
has betrayed the man whose head she holds within her hand. <laughs> Using the drippings of the blood to season her grapes. <laughs> Goodness. This it's quite evocative. Um, are we going to have a, a positive card? A good, uh, a, good, a good card, maybe, at any point here? <laughs> there's, there's a chance for that still. Let us turn to your final card in the spread. The theater. Oh. Ah. Now here, this card is misaligned. It is in the evil position, but the theater is a card of good. It is another card from the suit of crowns, and it depicts puppets acting upon a stage. Normally, if this card were aligned in a good position, it might indicate that you are playing some role according to prophecy, that you are simply following along with a scene that has been prophesied for you much the way that a deity might control their followers you are being controlled in some way by fate here <laughs> misaligned however there is some indication to be wary of that idea you may think that you are being directed by some prophetic urge some <laughs> Some powerful being telling you your role and what you must do, but the prophecy itself is the show. So beware. Mm. I am sorry that the cards do not have a more positive blend, <laughs> but it is dark days. And especially keeping in mind the Rakshasha that Yunya drew as their role. This is a dire warning with the theater. There is some element of control surrounding your future, of an external force that either is currently or is seeking to control you. Please be wary. Okay. Yunia uh, reaches out uh, and sort of um, gestures toward the card. If one is being controlled, how does one know? Recognizing that you are simply seeing a staged production rather than the reality behind it is never easy. Watch for those dualities, much with the card of the twins. There may be some second meaning or hidden face, and it does not always mean that it is bad, but finding that truth and recognizing it is valuable. And this may be something perhaps 
that Ophelia could help with. Perhaps her role with the Inquisitor card, with that immutable truth, might indicate that she has some role to play in recognizing when truth is hidden. Again, the cards mm. provide us guidance and show us a possible future, but you control your fate. The cards just warn. <laughs> All right. Unia nods gravely and uh, steps back. Okay. Uh, and with that, you'll see that the uh, flames on the candles around begin to extinguish. Uh, and it appears that the form of, like, all of the dressings of the harrow are fading. And Zalara still sits there at the head of the table. But you can see her starting to fade as well. Uh, thank you. Um, well... We'll take all of these going forward. I knew I, as soon as I asked for a good card, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Oh boy. Um, uh, th yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Zalara. Um, and, uh, as, as always, it's, um, it's good. It's an honor to use your cards. Uh, and, um, we'll keep your warnings in mind. May the horror go with you, my friends and be wary I'm with you if you need me. Mm. And uh, with that, uh, she began, she fades from view. The cards are left upon the table. Uh, but Damien, the remainder of the deck, uh, you can feel the empathic connection again to it. Mm -hmm. The reassuring presence of Zalara guiding you okay okay well uh you know last time we had it uh harrowing it it talked about how uh basically how blood veil was gonna mess up the entire city so i think this is probably um you know a sign that our fight is not yet over and that we should probably keep an eye out for other people who might be working with iliosa Mm -hmm. who seek to do us harm. And also, Unia uh, hesitates and looks at Lenore. You said when I brought you back that Eridan was trapped. That it was him, as I had thought, but that he was not as he should have been. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, um, he was trapped on the plane of shadow. Um, he seemed desperate. Union nods. I did not know this myself. I have much to think on. And without saying more, they leave to go to their room. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> My hands are sweating. <laughs> uh, harrowing, uh, always, always, uh, always harrowing, <laughs> always harrowing. Uh, uh, oh boy! <laughs> now, uh, wow! Uh, thank you. Oh yes, thank you so much. 
That was a pretty perfect spread, I have to say. That's really it fucking good, out. let me tell you. <laughs> the cards um, had something to say, and they said it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Gosh, just the number the number of crowns that showed up. There's a lot there of crowns. Were there were five crowns that showed up. If you look at One, that two, center row four, four two, crowns. the tyrant, uh -huh. the crows, and the betrayal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That is a power yeah. trio for Iliosa, if ever I've seen one. Yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, and there were a lot of partial alignments too. Like the mm -hmm. two, the two lawful cards that we got showed up in the lawful side. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, so we, yeah. So we had two lawful ones in the in the past, two neutral ones in the present, and, and um, okay, well. You had two partial alignments. I think a chaotic and uh, were they both chaotic and or chaotic yeah. and an evil um, the, of the future? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's this is <laughs> oh boy. Yes, um, you, have, you have one chaotic, one evil in the future. Also, uh, the stuff that's being brought up about Center having uh, knowledge that is potentially important uh, about something she experienced in the past. I don't know if you knew this. Um, but I'll, I'll, slight spoiler if you didn't, Cinter was actually infiltrating the cult of Ergothoa last, uh, last book. Oh my. Um, and yes. the, yeah, yeah, uh, so it's possible that she ran across something that she didn't initially think yes, was yes, important yes. that will now be important. That's what's so beautiful <laughs> about the Haro. I had no idea, but mm -hmm. the cards knew. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, no, it was a bit... It was a bit, I got, I got like, uh, I got chills. <laughs> so, so, uh, now as for the calculating of, uh, Haro points, now everybody gets one for participating in the choosing, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Damien, because you're the card that originally called to you, came to you again. Yeah. You're going to yeah, get an extra Haro point. Yeah. Uh, Center, because your card showed up in the spread, you get an extra Haro point. And also because... Uh, because that is one of the cards from the suit of books. All of you get a Harrow point for that showing up. Hey! So that brings everyone's totals to two and Damien and Center to three. And, you know, I was wondering, uh, Elizabeth, would you care to, uh, grace us with an additional Harrow point? Ooh. Uh, I would give an additional Harrow point to Yunya here. Yes. yes. Uh, Raksha um, is a it is a big player. And yeah. The way it interplays with the spread and with Yunya's own story is too perfect not to recognize. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness sake. Um so Damien has three, Center has three, Yunia has three, and Lenora and Ophelia both have two. Excellent. Yes. And you know what? I'm just going to go across the board for the wonderful uh, collaboration between our two podcasts. Everybody gets a hero. Hey! I wrote down the totals in pen and now I have to change oh, all no. of them. Well, I, ha I have them tallied over here. It's all right. It's we all have right. three, four, four, three, four. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. It is, it is really great. Uh, Seeing somebody who knows the art oh of goodness. the Harrow uh, really bringing it to life. It's so cool. Oh my goodness. Thank that you was for great. having me. That was 
a wonderful reading and I look forward to oh my gosh. listening to what happens so that I yes. know how it all plays out. Oh my gosh. It's it's one of these things where I, I love having readings in the game because when you're when you're the GM and you know what's coming, you just sit here going, Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh shit. Oh man. Uh it's 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 uh it's appropriate. I'll oh say that. Boy. It's eerily appropriate as always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any any message you would like to give for our listeners before Zolara has completely faded uh, from yes. uh, from existence here in t- uh, to heaven to roll. Uh, just one final message. You clearly can see the the cards have power, and remember, you still control your fate. The cards are just here to point out what might happen given a particular path of choices you could make. So it's still all up to these characters, and I'm really excited to see what happens. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It has been so great having you here. Ah! All right. We are going to go go and attack a Hell Knight Citadel. Sounds great. Have a good time, you guys. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Uh, now, a couple quick bookkeeping notes. Uh, we did just have our nice harrowing mm-hmm. and uh, harrowing. Uh, I'm confused. I always say I always say harrowing because I, I I say it like that. Uh, but uh, Elizabeth knows this stuff better, and she says harrowing. Uh, so I don't know which to do, and so I just keep alternating between the two. Uh, maybe it's a dialect thing. Maybe it's a dialect thing. Who knows? So, yeah. so uh, quick bookkeeping things. Now, you have all received your hero points. Yes. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about how you can spend hero points in this book. Mm-hmm. Right? We are now entering book three, Escape from Old Corvosa. Mm. Don't worry about why that's the title. Uh, who knows? Uh, anyway. Uh, Last book, we were having trouble getting into Old Corvosa. Yes. Uh, so these, these are the ways that you can spend your hero points in this book. Number one, Arcane Wrath. A PC with levels in a class that grants bonus spells based on intelligence can spend a hero point to increase the power of a spell from that class's spell list as they cast it. They can increase the DC of that spell by two and gain both a plus four bonus on caster level checks to overcome spell resistance and a plus two bonus on any attack rolls for that spell. Wow. Additionally, Flash of Insight. A PC can spend a hero point uh, to attempt a check for a skill that requires training and in which you have no ranks. You gain a one-time plus five insight bonus on this check. And we also have intelligence rerolls. A PC can spend a hero point to reroll an intelligence-based check. You must abide by the new result, even if they have additional hero points remaining. Uh, oh, sorry. Although, although if you have additional hero points remaining, uh, you may use them to attempt additional rerolls. Reroll ant-based skill check. As we move into the the suit of intelligence, you need people of intelligence for this sort of mission. <laughs> quest so I have arcane thing. wrath. Um, let me just make sure I have all these down. Arcane yes. wrath. 
increase uh, for an int-based arcane spellcaster. Damien. You, you, <laughs> you can spend a point to increase the spell DC by two, get a plus four penetration bonus, that is a plus four on a roll to overcome spell resistance, and a plus two to attack rolls with the spell. Yes. Well, the first one is more useful for Damien than the others. Damien doesn't need to use the other two <laughs> as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's fair. That's fair. So, getting back into things. Now, there is an ability that uh, we haven't addressed, which, uh, which we will get into now. Yes. As I imagine in one of the days that you have been searching the temple of uh, Ergothoa, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find any evidence of anything that might incriminate the queen. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, Damien has been learning Thessalonian. Damien has been studying the runes that line uh, the surfaces. In the midst of all of this, Unia, you find yourself continually drawn back to the Sanctum, where you fought Endason. Mm -hmm. Now, the statue of, of uh, Ergothoa has crumbled and dissipated as if into nothingness. Good. And the basins are no longer filled. Good. And in the midst of all of this, mm -hmm. you find in the fountain that was at the base, mm -hmm. you find a holy symbol. Oh? It's glinting in the light of the torches. What's this? You reach out to it. Yeah. And as your hand touches it, you feel a surge of magic coursing through your body uh -oh. <laughs> you open your eyes and you just you can almost see the wisps of magic as if they are tracing the combat that took that unfurled here you see further back figures in robes filling the basins at every side you can see them pressing their holy symbols into the sides of this basin here each of their holy symbols bearing an illuminated rune. Seven acolytes. Seven symbols. And a basin that opens onto some sort of magical portal. What? The acolytes pull their symbols away and the portal closes. And the, and the basin fills with water. And you are reaching into that water. Uh, there is no symbol there. But you can see gleaming from where the prongs of the star emanate from the, from the basin. You can see a glowing symbol on each side of this basin. Oh. It looks empty. Damien? Damien comes, comes uh, eventually. What, what is it? What is it? Does Damien see anything? Damien sees nothing. Uh, oh. Uh. They are still glowing at you. Uh, there's, the runes are glowing. Um, no, they're not. Are you feeling okay? You, uh, actually, Damien, there's no runes on the basin, actually, for you. Uh, there, there isn't, there aren't any runes. It's smooth stone. There aren't any runes there. Um, hey, do you think you could draw them for me? 
<laughs> are are the runes still glowing for you <laughs> now, Unia? Oh, shut up! Unia <laughs> takes the uh, the notebook and uh, tries to draw the runes as best <laughs> as they can. Make me uh, a dexterity check, I believe. Alrighty, <laughs> plus zero modifier. You've got to be freaking kidding me! It's a natural one. Unia puts their hand to the paper, and as they do, their hand trembles and refuses to draw. I... I... I can't. You can't? Are, are you okay? N no, I... Unia shakes their head and sort of rubs their eyes and uh, uh, leaves the room. Well, that was weird. And, uh... Unia, uh, you gain access to the magic domain <gasps> oh this is an ability uh called the revealed domain oh which i believe we talked about in our level up video uh but you choose one domain determined by the gm which i've already given you a list of domains available to you mm -hmm. uh and you gain the domain abilities of the chosen domain and you may prepare its domain spells into your domain slots yeah now when you do so you replace your uh your power of the unknown domain spell mm -hmm. you can still cast you can still spend another spell slot to spontaneously cast a power of the unknown domain spell you can't do that with your revealed domain okay uh so this is just us adding some additional stuff to the channeler of the unknown archetype Yeah, because originally the channeler of the unknown is sort of it's sort of designed as an archetype that you take while trying to get probably back in the good graces of your god. Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of the idea of most of the X-Archetypes. Yeah. But in your case, you don't have a faith to go back to. Mm -hmm. So we're giving you another domain. <coughs> Just from uh, Discovery. Discovery. All right. So eventually you will make your way back to your home. Mm -hmm. in which you are continuing your montage of training with Marcus Endrin, the I leader have... of the Sable Company, as you prepare to infiltrate Citadel Vraid. <laughs> um, we have um, Ophelia is practicing scripts to say to the the people in Citadel Vraid regarding um, them being re regarding everybody being uh, Hell Knights from the Order of the God Claw, and they're here to investigate some uh, reports that uh, the Order of the uh, Nail has pulled out of Corvosa. So uh, I imagine I imagine that there would be uh, probably like a chalkboard that has a bunch of of uh, aphorisms of the faiths of, yes. of Abadar, Asmodeus, uh, Arori, Yamade, and Torag. Yes. And, and Marcus Andrew is just sitting there pointing to them with a, with a, uh, <laughs> a baton. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, when you, and then, and then the, as the montage goes, you know, it starts with him pointing to it and then, and then you say something and then he wraps you across the knuckles <laughs> with it. Like, mm. <laughs> and hits the, hits the sign again. Um, Lenore will also be practicing, um, uh, but but more sort of on the the side of Hell Knight body language and how to potentially be intimidating, uh, looking in yes. a way that is consistent with being a Hell Knight. Um, Indeed. 
and Damien is doing as much reading as he possibly can on the different faiths in case we are quizzed on our knowledge. And, uh, you probably also have like a sketch mat where you're like drawing infernal runes. Yes. Uh, as the devil binders might do. Yes. And then um, like you draw one wrong the first time and it erupts into flames Whoa. and like an imp pops out <laughs> and you have to very quickly smash the imp. Uh, and then Majenko bites it. Yep. Uh, and uh, Lenore at first is sort of like clanking around strutting uh, in a yeah. really weird way. We have Endrin face palming uh, as he watches you <laughs> fail at this. Uh, what's Unia doing? Uh, Unia is uh, looking through repertoires of spells for um, for sneaking and mm-hmm. things like that to see if they can find spells uh, and and they're also they're also praying like they're holding their holy symbol and looking at a list of of spells on the ground that Damien has written for them <laughs> or something um, and sort of trying to figure out um, which are good ones to prepare yes. um, they come back one day with a a, a, um, a pouch full of emerald dust um and um uh, Damien is sort of like looking looking at like other reagents and things um and, and um Ophelia is uh practicing picking locks yes uh she you know uh the sort of locks that are in Hell Knight fortresses uh and it starts out with her you know breaking uh lock picks off in the in the locks and having to get somebody to cast mending uh to fish them out to opening each lock with ease and, okay. uh, and and eventually we see we see Lenore uh now walking uh as if as if uh she belongs in Hell Knight plate mm-hmm. uh and Damien uh drawing out these massive infernal sigils Mm-hmm. calling forth a devil and the devil just being locked in this uh like it like calling forth like a little imp mm-hmm. and the imp just being locked in this in this space Majenko uh, Majenko is makes faces and laughing it, yeah puts finger in the imp tries to types to stab at it <laughs> uh, and pulls finger out uh and then we see Marcus entered in the corner just nodding going hmm uh uh Ophelia, Ophelia shows uh, a complete org chart yes. of, of uh, all of Citadel of Raid, which shows Sever's uh, Bone Claw de Vry at the top. Mm-hmm. And then beneath him, we have uh, the Mistress of Blades, a centaur warrior named uh, Maedrain Vox, the head of the uh, signifiers. We have Paravicar Asilmar. <laughs> and then uh, we also have drawn, uh, looking over uh, the slaves in the hives, uh, we have Paralictor Mirkina del Fioro. And uh, uh, below them, we also have Merilictor Penchov Sterenor. Uh, Damien's got some flashcards. And uh, Merilictor Treloria. Treloria Pathfinder name. And then uh, and then also uh, the Lead Devil Binder mm. of, uh, the, of the Order of the Nail. Paralictor Dunas Enikiel. Dunas Enikiel. Who can be found among the signifiers? Huh. Uh, and it, you know you're going over these names quite a lot, and eventually, Ophelia has them all written down. Mm-hmm. Now, what this will translate to you in terms of mechanics? Mm-hmm. For the time being, you will all be treated as proficient with Hell Knight Plate. <gasps> However, only insofar as you're pursuing this task. Yeah. Uh. It'll fall out of our memories pretty soon after this. It's it's limits uh, it limits a lot of your abilities. Uh, it's hard to do. 
you will also uh, gain you also gain uh, a plus four bonus. Each of you can choose a skill use to gain a plus four bonus on while in mm. the Citadel. Just from practicing a lot of times is a plus four circumstance bonus. Okay. Damien, what would you like to gain your bonus on? Okay. Um, Actually, it can be a it can be a plus four bonus on any common activity you think you might have while in the Citadel. Okay. Um, Damien, uh, probably a plus four bonus on a knowledge religion check. Okay. Ophelia. Um. Will um will this uh, um will talking to the Hell Knights be bluff or diplomacy? It's gonna depend on what you're doing. Okay. Um, I would say bluff would probably be the broader one. Okay. Uh, and you can use bluff to gather information if you are using the uh lies about being from the Order of the God Claw. Okay. Ophelia. You do bluff? Yes. Ophelia bluff. Lenore. Lenore. Um. Uh, Lenore would do, um, intimidate Yunia. Uh, how about sense motive? Sense motive. Gotcha. All right. And so by the end of the, the training montage, we are now on Sunday. <laughs> uh, this will be, this will be Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The seventh. Okay. The morning, uh, after the banquet uh-huh. as the early morning sounds of people leaving their homes and going about their business creep in through an open window we see Lenore sleeping mm-hmm. peacefully next to Edgar mm-hmm. mm. a red-headed dwarf Looking at her in the morning light. He reaches out, strokes her hair. She shifts a little bit, like... "Mm -hmm." Leans into the touch. Mm -hmm. Then wakes up, like... (laughs) Hey. Oh! (laughs) Oh my god, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. Um... Hi. Hey. Hi. She's just gonna spend a little while holding him close. What are we gonna do about, uh, all this? Um, we're going to the Hell Knight Citadel today. Today? Yeah. We gotta rescue a kid, uh, a kid we took care of while, while you were gone. That's good of you. I mean, he helped a lot Hmm. with everything that was happening. Good. Sorry, I... I had a lot of dreams where the morning started out just like this. And then I woke up again and you were gone. Well, I'm here now. Yeah. I don't know how long we're going to be at the Citadel. Probably just today. 
but you stay safe, okay? I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out. Doubtless they're watching us. Yeah. You said you, uh, said you had an Otiug here? Yeah, we named it Portobello. Um. See if I can find anything out about it. Okay, I'll see if I can find a good locksmith on our way back. It's gonna take a hell of a locksmith, I think. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. He, uh, leans over, kisses you on the forehead. Gives you, gives your shoulder a squeeze. Just enjoying holding you there. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you stay right here. Um, I'm gonna go make some breakfast. Uh, you can have your- Making eggs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm making eggs. Love eggs. (laughs) Yeah. You should tell that to the rest of them. They all, <laughs> they all aren't as appreciative of my egg cooking as you are. Look, I could have eggs every day. <laughs> You're perfect. <laughs> you stay here. Okay. Uh, recently resurrected people get breakfast in bed. Oh, is that so? I could really use it because I feel like absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. Um... When we get back, Unia can cast uh, Restoration on you. I think they need to save their spells today, but uh, we'll get you feeling better soon, okay? So you all have your breakfast. Gear up. So the plan is, right now, what? Um, Walk into the Temple of Asmodeus like you own the place and say that you're going to the Citadel? I mean... I feel like this is one of those cases where um, subtlety and um, sneakiness uh, will tip them off more than uh, just waltzing right in like we own the place would be. Yes. Given that Hell Knights kind of just act like they own all of the places everywhere. (laughs) So... um, Now, do we have our cover for why you're in the city? Why, for why the why, why the god claws in the city? Um, so we know Marcus Endrin wants to know why um, the Order of the Nail has pulled out of Corvosa. I think that the Order of the God Claw would have a vested interest in uh, just just from the the standpoint of just being uh, a fellow Hell Knight uh, Order, an interest in finding out why. Um, this Hell Knight uh, order that has been tasked with protecting the city in tumultuous times and keeping order at all costs in tumultuous times has pulled out in one of these said tumultuous times. Mm -hmm. Um, Do the Hell Knights have some sort of supervisory um, um, what's the word? Precedent that they can pull on each other like the Hell Knight orders are supposed to keep one another in line. Um, you know. They do not. Okay. Hell Knight orders are generally independent okay. of each other. Okay. Uh, but they owe they owe uh, absolute loyalty to their guiding uh, their guiding principles. Okay, so how about then? But, what? you know. Yeah. There's a little bit of a of an inter-order pissing contest yes. of who can be the most lawful. Yes. So in so in the spirit of the pissing contest, then <laughs> we can probably say that the order of the God Claw 
is interested in protecting Corvosa in the Order of the Nail's absence. Oh boy. Um, well, you know, it's like, well, if you if you don't want to protect Corvosa or you can't, uh, the Order of the Godclaw is more than happy to step in and make sure that order is maintained. Um, <laughs> and so we could be going there uh, to um, talk to the people in charge of the Order of the Nail um, about what has transpired in Corvosa that we may best learn that we may learn how to best maintain law and order in this city. Uh, you would have also gotten through your training with um, Marcus Endrin that the Order of the God Claw is based in the Aspidel Mountains in Isgur, which is mm-hmm. uh, a a Chelish colony, much mm-hmm. as uh, Corvosa used to be. Uh huh. Uh, and, and so, you know, there could easily be an element of... Yeah, especially with all of the diplomatic kerfuffle that has just been raised by um, a, a man, by a a renowned doctor from Cheliax having, it turned out, been uh, working to spread blood veil in the city with the cult yes. of Ergothoa. Yes. Uh, it's really in our best interest to make sure that diplomatic ties between Corvosa and Cheliax... Uh, are uh, are strong possibly, and stable. Possibly an insinuation that Corvosa has has strayed too far from Chelish ideals. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, the, the Cheliax may have sent uh, this guy up to punish Corvosa. Maybe. Maybe. Or um, the fact that this guy wanted no, I mean, to come no, up I mean, and help. I mean, like, insofar as they have people, like, coming out of Cheliax to do very un-Chalaxian things, like undermine law and and order. And they're doing them in Corvosa. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the idea being that this sort of insinuates that Corvosa is sliding into chaos. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, we can even say something like, oh, yeah, we're worried that the cult of Glonder might have been involved. Mm -mm, (laughs) Very chaotic. Very bad. Mm. Very bad. Okay. So... So uh, you make your way across town uh, to uh, the seaside, actually. Uh, let me bring up the city map here. Yeah, uh, the Temple of Asmodeus has some prime real estate. It does. Uh, it, is, uh, it has a breathtaking view of the merciless cliffs. Yes. Uh, actually, um, hold on. Actually, no, it's quite a bit further down than uh, the merciless cliffs. Oh, I, it's hard uh, the Merciless Cliffs are the ones on uh, Oh, Indrin sorry, there's Isle. there's a thing that says Merciless oh, oh, wait, Cliffs oh, right here. Oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, shit, yeah, it is. I guess they're all the cliffs. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, looking out over the Merciless Cliffs uh, on the mainland here, uh, you, will, you will see uh, it's very much like the Cliffs of Dover, but, mm. like, if they were made of, like, basalt uh, rock. Uh, like and evil like evil Dover. Evil Dover, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and... Uh, here, uh, at basically the edge of where the cliffs start to slope off, there is this enormous star-shaped temple. Uh, now, it's hard to tell that it's a star from the ground. Uh, it's much like the Pentagon. Uh, uh. It's the pentagram. Uh, <laughs> where where uh, here on the ground, you just see this strangely shaped building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, from, from the air, one might be able to see uh, the star-shaped building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me give you a little bit of background on this building. This is in the Heights District, mm-hmm. one of the, you know the creme de la creme of districts. Mm-hmm. 
This is the space between Castle Corvosa and Academy, but you are all the way on the western edge of the city now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the oceanfront property in the rich part of the city. Yes. And this is where the Temple and, of Asmodeus is. And the Temple of Asmodeus lies. is fucking huge. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, it now built quickly in 4608 in hopes of appeasing and attracting Cheliax's new leadership. Mm. The star-shaped temple underwent almost yearly maintenance and refurbishment for seven decades. During these remodeling attempts, two different star-point wings collapsed, killing a cleric once and maiming a pair of laborers, trying to shore it up the other time. The Church of Asmodeus considered the building an insult yeah. until 4683, when Queen Domina included a rebuilt temple as part of her extensive and expensive building push. <laughs> Archbishop Ornhair Reeves dedicated the new temple with the help of the Academy's headmaster in the appropriately infernal way, uh, sealing a pact with an Aranyes using the blood of 13 virgin sacrifices. Oh my god! While all of these virgins volunteered for the dedication, uh-huh. some observers speculate that a few were charmed or otherwise magically compelled to join in the festivities. Mm-hmm. The conclusion of this dedication sent shockwaves through the city, and Corvosa's citizens threatened to riot, raise the temple, and topple the monarchy. Queen Domina calmed the city by expending her own personal wealth to import a powerful cleric, who then attempted to return all 13 sacrifices to life. Only four of the virgins refused the service, and most of the nine are still alive today. Uh-huh. From the air, the building looks like a large red five-sided star, as is the holy symbol of Asmodeus, with low white square sections connecting several of the arms. A red glass dome uh, stands in the center of the star. The arms of the star rise 30 feet, while the connecting structures uh, are only 15 feet high. Wait, so this thing looks like an evil star you? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Inside, uh, the red star forms a single room with an altar dedicated to Asmodeus at each point. Doors open into the wide additions, uh, which serve as living quarters and administrative offices. Rumors persist throughout the city that the Temple of Asmodeus actively supports and encourages the slave trade. Frequent searches by Hell Knights, Corvosan Guards, and Sable Company Marines have always turned up nothing, leading further speculation that the temple hides a secret entrance to the vaults Ooh. vaults being in reference to uh many of the subterranean structures that run through corvosa including the sewers but also ancient ruins mm-hmm. well, the church of asmodeus occasionally competes with the church of abadar for the right to verify and bear witness to contracts and oath of fealty or service that's pretty standard abadar and, yeah, and asmodeus yeah. stuff yeah they're always you know sitting there Arguing over who gets to be more lawful. Exactly. So you would approach this dressed in your Hell Knight plate. Yes. Bearing a writ from uh, Cressida Croft. Mm-hmm. Uh, declaring that, that you are to return to the Hell Knight citadels uh, following your inspection of the city of Corvosa. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien, as we're walking up to the Temple of Asmodeus, is going to uh, critically inspect the, the closest uh, point of the star, sniff, and go, that one's off by half a degree. See, Embarrassing. You see uh, a, a, uh, a person dressed in red clothes and very pointy 
armor, uh, bearing a bearing a uh, red and gold star on their chest, snare it, you know. Uh, and uh, you will be greeted by an elderly man uh, in a black robe who just goes, Ah, agents of the God Claw, welcome to the Temple of Asmodeus. I only recently received uh, an imp with a message saying that you were coming. I did not understand that there were any other Hell Knight orders here. Uh, Ophelia will uh, speak up from her uh, her helmeted face, sort of yes. echoing her voice strangely. You're wearing a signifier mask. Ah, yeah, her which, signifier mask. Which uh, the signifier masks actually um, completely block your entire face. Uh, there are no eye holes or anything, but you can see through them uh, sort of like magically. Okay, neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien also has one. Yeah. Okay. To go with whatever armor Damien's wearing, because Damien wouldn't be wearing full Hell Knight plate. So it would be, I believe, some kind of medium armor. Yeah, Damien and Ophelia are dressed as signifiers. Uh, yes. Unia and uh, um, Lenora are rank and file uh, Hell Knights. Yes. Um, armagers, I think, is the word. Yeah. Um, Ophelia will... Um, actually, no, armagers would be before you actually get your Hell Knight plate. Oh, oh okay. So you would be, so you would be Hell Knights. Po- oh, proper Hell Knights. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they're proper Hell Knights. Um, Ophelia will step up... Um, Thank you for your welcome. It's unfortunate that our imp took so long to get here. It seems the skies in this area are exceptionally dangerous for traveling imps. Looks up disparagingly at the house drakes and imps fighting in the sky above them. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see uh, at, a, at a distant roof, uh, actually, like the imps are like swarming around the Temple of Asmodeus. And every mm-hmm. now and then uh, you'll see like a wing of like five... Uh, you see, like, a wing of five house drakes dive bomb them and, like, grab one, and they start fighting and fighting, and then, and then they, they, like, weakly flutter off. Uh, one of the things that um, we've realized with both imps and uh, house drakes is that both of them have natural healing abilities. Yeah. So, a lot of the fights that happen probably just go to unconsciousness. <laughs> And then they just cure each cure themselves, or the yeah. imps, re- the house strikes cure themselves, and the imps regenerate. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so very few house strikes and imps actually die. Yeah, but they're just always fighting. They're just always fighting. It's like uh, like crows and seagulls. Or, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Ophelia will look up disdainfully at the um, the fighting imps and house strikes around the temple of Asmodeus. Yes. Understand that the work of the Temple of Asmodeus is never done, but we press on nonetheless. Hmm. You certainly do. Now, how can the Temple aid you in your mission? We wish to return to Citadel Vraid. Hmm. Very well. The runes shall be drawn up. <clears throat> the teleportation circle can be found in the north point of the temple. Avail yourselves of any of the vices the temple has to offer. Thank you. You can see that there would be, like, as you go in, uh, there are large banquet tables um, uh, that, that like, that, like, um, 
lower lower level clerics are attending to. Uh, you see that they that they have masks that cover their mouths uh, mm. to like uh, and like and like they avert your, their eyes when you walk by. Uh, there are uh, armored priests uh, performing some sort of grand ceremony uh, in one of the in one of the other points. And you can see that there that th- that in another point someone is calling forth uh, more devils. Uh, and then, and then uh, assigning those devils to categorizing contracts. <laughs> you have been called to do paperwork. Uh, and uh, and the devils are setting into that work. Um, I would like my party to um, act as uh, as clearly as they can that all of this is basic, uninteresting, and beneath them. Yes, uh, and uh, there will be there'll be uh, a line of uh, uh, very very attractive acolytes at one door, which you would gather is to the guest quarters. Uh-huh. Uh And uh, and you would pass by them on your way to the teleportation circle that stands in the northern point. Wonder how the Temple of Callistria feels about that. Uh, and uh, it's actually one of these it's actually a little bit of a disturbing thing whereas you walk by at Temple of Callistria you know they might have attractive uh, people out to escort you to your beds mm-hmm. um, these people they're dressed in uh, actually quite uncomfortable uh, oh. metal metal uh, garments uh, and like when you walk by they do not say anything Ooh. They, they they don't look at you Ooh. they don't say anything oh Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, if any, if any of my characters looked disgusted, they would like to try to pass off that disgust as just being like, um, you know, this is this is not up to the high quality standards they expect of a temple of Asmodeus. Um, mm. In its presentation of and vices. Likewise, uh, someone would say. I am sure that the pleasures that you enjoy in Isgur have very different standards than what we maintain here in Corvosa. Yes, it... We're sure you're doing your best. <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of that, mm, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and so you will you will get to uh, the north point of the temple where there is a uh, elaborate red circle drawn on the floor uh, which positively radiates uh, infernal energy mm. you can see every now and then flames licking at the insides of the of the runes uh, as if as if the as if they're not drawn on the ground but rather opening onto some other dimension <laughs> and guarding it there will be a set of hell knights State your business. We are from the Order of the Godclaw. We are going to Citadel Vraid. We have had no instruction that Hell Knights were to be admitted to Citadel Vraid. We sent an imp. Uh, and uh, the acolyte that is attending to you will say, Yes, an imp was sent declaring that these Hell Knights were visiting on a diplomatic mission from Citadel Dinyar in Isgur. I don't know the nature of the mission, but they were to be admitted to the Temple of Asmodeus. And the guard takes it and goes, 
It says here that you are to be admitted to the Temple of Asmodeus, but it does not say that you are to be admitted to the Citadel. Closes the note. We would like access to Citadel Vraid, that we may avail ourselves of its amenities, as Hell Knights have been welcome to do in the past. We've heard you're holding members of the Order of the Pyre here. Would you not do the same for members of Order of the Godclaw? The Order of the Pyre had an arrangement with Lictor de Vries. We also wish to inspect the Citadel. Given the Order of the Nail's recent dereliction of their duties in Corvosa. Do you mean to imply that the, that the Order of the Nail is not living up to the mission of maintaining order in the city of Corvosa? I am simply saying that it is important for the unrest in Corvosa to be quelled. And regardless of the good work, or the impressive work that... Don't say good. <laughs> no, don't want to say good. And regardless of the impressive work the Order of the Nail has put into stopping the riots, it does appear that Old Corvosa is a matter of some concern. Roll uh, either diplomacy or bluff. Bluff. Uh, I think this is probably a, a good point to use my circumstance bonus. Oh no, you you get you get your circumstance bonus on all skill checks related to that and oh! on this mission. Oh, oh, okay. Um, you know this what? This is for your montage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let me see. Can I have Damien help with the bluffing? Yes, but you don't get a circumstance bonus. No, no. Uh, Damien and Lenore both. Uh, oh, Damien. Damien has a rank in bluff. Lenore does not. We'll just. Uh, uh, oh, um, Ophelia would have had. Uh, sorry, I forgot to mention this. Um, before we were going in, I was going to cast Eagle Splendor on Ophelia to give her a bonus to charisma checks. Okay. Uh, so, um, so that's ticking down. That's a minute per level. Um, uh, that's probably like. It's probably got like two minutes left on it now. Um, okay. I will roll bluff, and I will have Damien help. Uh, okay. Clack clack bluff clack, bluff rocks. <laughs> okay, Damien doesn't help. <laughs> Damien starts to speak up, and Ophelia stamps on his foot, um, <clears throat> and Ophelia gets a thirty-four. Okay. Hell Knight looks you up and down. You see the head gently tilt. The Order of the Nail is the only protection this city will ever need. And I believe that you will find this to be true of every knight in Citadel Vraid. If you still have doubts when you return, we will put them from your mind. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you have legitimate purpose the, the portal will open to you we will step into the teleportation circle and uh, as you're crossing the threshold uh, you will see that infernal runes etch up the sides of your armor and gleam with arcane light uh, and uh, and swimming into your field of vision, you see uh, infernal runes just that seem to hang on the other side 
And as as you as you cross into the circle, they open onto another place. You find yourself walking through the circle and just basically you step in the center and the other side opens onto cold air blasting in at you. Oh. Uh, you can hear the blustery sound of mountain winds. Oh. As you cross the threshold into uh, a into a circle in a dark stone room. You can see uh, little arrow slits on the sides that open out and through which you can see a far distant valley. Uh, and in the distance, you can see the city of Corvosa. Mm. Ophelia cracks her neck, cracks her knuckles. Phase one complete. And uh, there would be uh, some armagers, just people in standard armor, uh, hanging out here. Yeah, and she they, says that to herself. Salute. Hello. Uh, and uh, likewise, uh, the same process will go by for Damien and Lenore and Unia. Uh, all of you stepping out of the portal uh, and you can see like the basically as you step out the other side the the infernal runes just sort of fade back first from a gold and down into red and then back into the black of the armor mm, that's cool yes all and right make it through. we are through uh, now I'm just going to put one token on the map for you guys Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna do uh, since Ophelia is being the party face. Hey. I'm gonna put you here. Okay. So uh, you you come out uh, over here. Okay. Ta da! Hey. We're gonna make you bigger, actually. There you All go. right. So that I we can actually enormous. see you on the map. Uh, and you will be greeted by two armagers, uh, who uh, will salute as you come through. Uh, the Order of the God Claw appreciates your deference. And uh, so you'll see like black stone all around you, uh, and uh, and they will they will uh, gesture towards you. Uh, uh, apologies, we we did not realize that there would be new hell knights coming through. One should always be prepared for arrivals. Of course, of course. Um, now uh, the uh, uh, so like the armature clearly not ready for this. Uh, what uh, your uh, quarters will be made available to you. Uh, I believe you can make your way to the Paralictor's Keep to announce your presence. Thank you. Uh, I will escort you there. Thank you. <clears throat> Nods. Very rigid posture. Uh, walking with intense purpose. Leading you out through the south door. Now, going to the Paralictor is something we wanted to do, right? Uh, I believe so. Because we need to talk to talk to them in order to get the tour? Uh, I think so. Yes, okay. Yeah. The Citadel is run by Lictor Severs Boneclaw DeVry. Yes. Uh, but beneath him, we have uh, the Mistress of Blades, who oversees the Hell Knights. Yes. And then uh, Paravicar Asilmar. Yes. Uh, who oversees the Signifiers. And the Paralictor's Keep would be basically where uh, the people that oversee the Signifiers are. Okay. So you open this door uh, and open onto a uh, a bailey, uh, which is you know a space inside the castle, which mm-hmm. has like open space to walk around. Yeah. Um. There are there are stairs leading up to the walls uh, to your east. 
Uh, and then there is a massive structure in the center, which mm-hmm. is the Lictor's Keep. Mm-hmm. It is a, stu- t- a two-story building. Uh, there are infernal runes etched into it that uh, anyone who reads Infernal will be able to translate as Keep of Tyranny. Uh-huh. Uh, and... Uh, oh, actually, uh, actually, uh, they will not be leading you to the Paralictor's Keep. They will be leading you to uh, the Hall of Edicts. Okay. Which is in uh, the central keep. Oh, uh, okay. So we'll walk past the Paralictor's Keep. And well, in- no, 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 no. You're walking into the Lictor's Keep. Oh, uh, okay. This is the Lictor's Keep over here. Uh, so you're going, okay. they, they lead you northwest toward a door uh, okay. that opens on into uh, what is basically uh, like a big police station, kind of. All right. You know, there's a desk, there's a metal grill that separates you from the officer on duty, mm-hmm. and like a small slot through which you can pass items. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your business here in Citadel Varade? We do not take uh, members of the Order of the God Claw very often. No, you clearly do not. No one was prepared for our arrival. If there were to be preparations made, a message should have been sent ahead. Yes, it seems that communication in... Corvosa is rather unreliable at the moment. Hmm. So it would seem. Do you have, of course, proper travel documents? Yes. Uh, and uh, that would be included in the yes. things that, that uh, you were given. From Marcus Endren. Yes. Uh, and he will, he will pass them through the, uh, through the slot. And uh, the officer on duty will look over them. Hmm. Very well. Well, take these as visitor badges. They give you a little <laughs> stick on name name badges that says, Hi, my name is. <laughs> <laughs> you must wear these at all times. And a- actually, uh uh they're they're actually they're actually like little metal badges. Mm. Uh that uh visitor and infernal on them. Visitor infernal. Uh <laughs> hi, my name is and your your fake name. While while in Citadel Vraid, you will, you will be restricted to Bastion Dominus, except on official business. We do have official business in the other Bastions. You will need to take that up with Paravicar Asilmar, who is currently overseeing the signifier activities. Or if you wish to access the hives, you'll have to take that up with Paralictor Del Fioro. That is acceptable. Very well. Are the hives the place where, where where the prisoners are stored? Where the prisoners are stored, yes. Okay. Uh, so which which one uh, which one was that? Uh, that would be under Bastion Ferox. Yes. Uh, sorry. Which which Paravicar? Oh, Paralictor. Uh, Paralictor. Paralictor Del Fioro oversees the hives. Del Fioro. All right. Where might we find Paralictor Del Fioro? Del Fioro can be found in the in the Paralictor's keep. Uh, which is the which is the building on the southeast side of uh, Bastion Dominus? You can make an appointment to visit another portion of the Citadel under supervision. This is acceptable. In the meantime, there are quarters available in uh, in the Lictor's Bailey here. You will avail yourselves of those. These are your assigned bed numbers. Lights out. Lights out is at 9 p.m. Hmm. Except on official business. Understood. 
I see nothing in your orders that states that you should have official business that goes into the night. That would be correct. Very well. Go about your business. We appreciate your prompt assistance. Okay. And so what are you guys doing? Now, we could um, try to uh, go through the official channels, uh, bluff uh, to Paralector Del Fioro and see if we can get a tour of the prison. Okay. Um, I think that that's probably a good thing to try. Uh, I imagine um, just trying to walk out of Bastion Dominus yeah. and down into Bastion Tyrannus is not going probably to go well. Work. So I think we'll go talk to Paralictor Del Fioro. Um, okay. So the siege walls of Bastion Dominus create a small bailey around Lictor's Keep and a row of barracks line, uh, line both the south and north walls. Uh, the barracks are occupied mostly by Marilictors, uh, while the lower-ranking commanders and common soldiers reside in Bastion Tyrannus. So you are essentially being afforded some nice digs, actually. Yeah. Uh, in that, uh, in that, uh, these are usually for Marilictors, which are officers mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. oversee uh, the the knights. Uh, now you will be put into. Uh, I'm going to just draw on the map. Uh, you will be put into uh, the southernmost set of quarters. Mm-hmm. You have uh, you have a there would be an arrow slit at the end of the at the end of the hallway mm-hmm. in this room, through which you can actually see out uh, uh, overlooking. Uh, you can actually see out overlooking uh, the uh, mountains. Mm. Wow! Yeah, it's pretty neat. Actually. Wow. Um, uh, this is a view south, and you can see the shadow of Nadal looming actually quite close now. Okay. Wow. Um, uh, the, the shadow of Nadal is actually almost over you here. Wow. That's terrifying. Uh, and uh, there would be four beds, which have the numbers inscribed on them that have, were given to you as your designated beds. <laughs> Both in common and in infernal. Uh, uh, and there will actually be someone in there sharpening a blade uh, in another bunk. Oh. Uh, looks up at you. Uh, they are wearing a signifier's mask. Well, well, well. I suppose it wasn't meant to last. Now, was it? <laughs> His voice echoes from behind the signifier's mask as they twirl a dagger in their hands. What? Do you mean you regret that you no longer have this room to yourself? I do regret the unexpected company. Yes. It would seem they're throwing all of us in together now. Wouldn't it? I'm Signifier Pentagast. Hmm. Haven't heard of you before. Order of the, uh, Godclaw, is it? Yes. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I suppose we can't all be cozying up to Yamade. Now, can we? Not enough room. <laughs> hmm. Too many dragons in the way, mm-hmm. I suppose. Of course, uh, <laughs> drawing on a, uh, on a famous story about how um, many people attribute uh, the birth of uh, one of uh, one of uh, 
Yamade's servitors to uh, a close relationship <laughs> with Absu, uh, the god of uh, good dragons. Yes. We cannot all be so blessed. <laughs> Signifier Strickland, Order of the Pyre. Ah. I have business in the holdings of Corvosa, but it should be done quite soon. I'm gratified to know that your mission here has gone successfully. And what is your mission? We are investigating the recent outbreak of disorder in Corvosa and the apparent dereliction of duty by the Order of the Nail. Specifically, we expect that, if necessary, the Order of the Godclaw will do whatever it must to reestablish law and order in Old Corvosa. Indeed, Corvosa is slipping. And old Corvosa even more so. I don't suppose you would know, but they hold some quite dangerous ideals there. Hmm. I have come here tasked with purging heretics that have taken root. My work is nearly done. Excellent. What manner of heresy have you been... Expunging. I am not currently at liberty to discuss the details, but once my work is done, all will know it. Good. We have had some concerns regarding the cult of Ergothoa. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I do wish that I could have attended to the expulsion of that cult, but... I was occupied by other matters at that time. We cannot be everywhere at once. <laughs> Certainly not. Though, rumor has it that the Red Mantis have also taken root. Hmm. Once my current objective is complete, I may seek to return in force to combat them as well. Hmm. Though, perhaps... If the Order of the Godclaw seeks to make that a joint effort, you might join in as well. I will return this report to my superiors. Very well, then. Much to do. And little time in which to do it. And uh, he will uh, get up, fasten on his breastplate, which bears uh, the symbol of a black tower being consumed in dark flames against a red background. And... A swish of a red cloak with black satin underneath walks out the door. Excellent. Okay. Um, so. And uh, what you will know, uh, I, I don't know if you recognize this. That's the guy. Yeah, that's, that's the, the guy. guy. That's the guy. That's the guy in charge of the uh, Order of the Pyre Knights. Yes. That, uh, that came took for Kester. Kester. Yes. Um, so, um... Are his personal effects here? Um, there, there's not much here, actually. Okay. I was wondering if there might be something that I could nick that I might use to scry on him at some point in mm. the future. No, it seems like he's carrying everything that he needs on him. Makes sense. 
this is not a good place to be vulnerable. Uh, no. <laughs> surrounded uh, by a bunch of competing Hell Knight factions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was uh, that was um, Signifier Strickland. Yes. Um, okay. So if we want to go to Paralictor Del Fioro's office, let me just let me see if I can figure out. Okay, so I need to go see. I need to go see the prisoners. Yes. Now, I need to come up with some reason for the Order of the God Claw to want to go see the prisoners. Yes. Um, <laughs> this, might, this might actually require some knowledge checks. Um, is it common practice for Hell Knights to... Sorry, words. Is it common practice for Hell Knights visiting another citadel for inspection to start at the prisons? It's probably not common uh, practice. Uh, the common practice, of course, is to introduce yourself to the uh, to the highest ranking official that you can talk to, mm. which is probably the Paralictor. Okay. Uh, or the Paravicar, actually, mm. would be uh, Paravicar Asilmar overseeing the signifiers. <laughs> Uh, from what it's from what you've been hearing, it doesn't sound like you're actually going to get a chance to talk to Lictor DeVry. Yeah. Um at least from what from the way people have been talking to you, it seems that talking to Lictor DeVry is out of the question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is not uncommon. You know, you're visiting. You're not yeah. you're not an you're not another Lictor. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for the Lictor to speak to you. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't have authority directly over you, and you can't supersede his authority here. So, does does the Order of the God Claw have an interest in uh, supervising political prisoners? There might be uh, there might be a diplomatic element to it, mm-hmm. making sure that there's no uh, like like if you were looking for uh, actually yeah, give me a knowledge religion. All right, Damien, Damien, or knowledge nobility. Damien has a plus four circumstance bonus to she all does. knowledge religion checks. Uh, I think I can have other people help if they have ranks in knowledge religion. So I'll have Unia. Uh, does Ophelia have ranks in knowledge religion? No. I'll have Unia help. Uh, clack, clack, religion rocks. Clack, clack, clack. All right. Uh, so Unia aids uh, with a uh, 17. Damien got a um, uh, 31. Okay. One of the one of the core beliefs of the God Claw is that uh you will you must be able to find the righteous path through force mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and now the now the deities that make up the god claw do include two good deities mm-hmm. and so they see they see the application of force as something that must be governed by by principles that hold together society okay right yeah one of the things that the order of the god claw might be able to use to their advantage mm-hmm. is inspecting the prison population to make sure that there are no prisoners here that might cause undue turmoil between uh, between nations that deal with each other. Okay. For instance, you might want to make sure that they're not holding anyone from Yanderhof that mm. might anger the dwarves and possibly have Yanderhof end up calling on other dwarven sky citadels for, you know, a war, a war effort to claim back a prisoner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Know, currently, these places are all at peace, uh, but you would also might want to make sure that there's nobody from Nadal being held here, mm-hmm. because then Nadal could come and seize the seize the uh, 
fortress mm-hmm. uh, and make it a forward operating base in a further assault of Corvosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also might. Yeah, you know, we heard we heard there was a, a Nidalee's boat that went into the Jagari River yes. and was destroyed. And that's concerning. And so you destroyed one of our boats. And so we're going to destroy one of your citadels. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want that to happen. Okay. You know, it's it's one of these things where, you know, an element might be sort of maintaining peace through application of force. Yes. Uh, and making sure that, you know, rules of engagement are always followed. Mm-hmm. And that you're not holding any prisoners you're not supposed to be. And what is the God Claw's position on... Uh, prisoners being used as slaves generally speaking if you if you anyone you've imprisoned is your chattel for, okay for hell knights okay uh and so uh them using their prisoners as slaves it's pretty standard practice for uh most hell knight orders okay okay uh just wanted to make sure uh that objecting on that grounds uh i i had a feeling objecting on those grounds would be suspicious i just wanted to double check yes um because if it be, weren't suspicious, that would be a very easy out. Just like, hey, that isn't okay. <laughs> yeah. Generally, prisoners of a Hell Knight order are seen as the property of the Hell Knights. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, and that's one of the reasons why you don't want political prisoners who are yes. going to start shit. Yes. Because if it turns out that you're holding like a duke or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. guess what? They're going to rally everyone they know to declare war on your order. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, dokie. Uh, when we're walking around, are we walking around with our weapons out or are they put away? Uh, you would you would probably have your weapons ready. Okay. But not out. Okay. Put um, away. Sheathed. Yeah. All right. All right. So Damien uh, would not have his hero deck out. Damien would have his um his chakram out, okay. even though it is not magical. You would have a shogger mount unsheathed. Um, okay. Herodek um, is uh, it's too it's it's too Verisian. It's too Verisian yeah. uh, and it's too unique. Um, yes, that will tip somebody off. Um, and yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So um, you're going to the uh, yes Paralictor's Keep. I would like to go to the Paralictor's Keep. We'll see. We'll see if we can get away with uh, not having to talk to the paravicar. There will be. There will be obviously a talk with whoever's at the front. Yes. Uh, asking, do you have an appointment? Obviously, you don't. No. And they'll go like, well, you'll need to make an appointment, and then uh, where do you go from there? Um. Well, what is? Although we would prefer to meet with the paralictor immediately. What is the nearest appointment? The nearest appointment would be tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. This is extremely. I understand the withdrawal. The withdrawal from Corvosa is taking up much of the Paralictor's time. Yes, we would like to talk to the Paralictor about this specifically. The withdrawal of the Order of the Nail from Corvosa. Ah, uh, there is not much to discuss on the matter. The Order of the Nail has made it clear that all forces are to are to be withdrawn from the city of Corvosa. Until further notice. Yes, that much is clear. Then what is the question? In the Order of the Nail's absence, we would like to coordinate the Order of the God Claw moving in. I'm sorry. There's, I don't see any reason why the Order of the God Claw would be, be appropriate for mobilizing their forces into Corvosa. And that is why 
We are not talking to you. We are talking to the Paralictor. Hmm. I see. Well, then I suppose you will be able to discuss those matters tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, is there... Can I make a check? Is there some sort of uh, um, rank I can pull that will... Um, perhaps intimidate this uh, yes. this individual <laughs> yes. into this, letting this, me in. This person is at most a signifier. Yes. You are a knight. Um, you are... They're probably not actually a signifier even. They're probably just rank and file. Lenore will come up. Listen. I know you're trying really hard to impress the Paralictor here. Weakness is not acceptable. Roll intimidate. Oh! Another another 13 on die. Uh, it rolled over a 1 and I was like, eh, and it rolled onto the 13. Um, so that is a 28. Oh lord, oh, yes. Uh, yes, 28. Yes, that will that will intimidate the uh, the uh, probably sergeant or whatever is on duty. The paralictor is busy at the moment. But if you wait here, we will try to make room for a brief introduction. Thank you. And uh, a few moments later, uh, you will see uh, you will see descending the staircase the Hell Knight that or, sorry, the, the signifier uh, you will see signifier Strickland, the one wearing uh, the Order of the Pyre uh, breastplate. Uh, descend the staircase along with another signifier bearing uh, the symbol of the Order of the Nail. Mm. Uh, and uh, Strickland will 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 salute uh, and and go a pleasure as always Delfioro. Now if you don't mind I must attend to my charges. And is going to leave uh, and you will actually see out, out a few of the greats uh, that that uh, he is going out and walking east across the bridges. Yes, I imagine he's uh, when he means his charges, he means he's going to get Ke- he's going to check on Kester and whoever else he's got yep. in the um, in the hives. Delfiora will look at you and just uh, you get this very harsh feminine voice. We'll uh, salute. Greetings. I understand that you have come a long way to talk to me about how weak the Order of the Nail is. As do I have that right? We understand that these are tumultuous times. Cut the bullshit. What are you doing here? A visit like this should have been organized months ago. As I was saying, organization is difficult in times such as these. Hmm. We are concerned that upon the Order of the Nails withdrawal from Corvosa, there may be political prisoners here who could potentially threaten the security of Corvosa's relationships with neighboring powers. Since when did Isgur take such a central interest in the politics of Corvosa? Hmm. Hmm? Since Corvosa had relationships with Cheliox that ended in 
disastrous relations or, and a disastrous conspiracy with the cult of Ergothoa. Mm. We are concerned that a former colony such as yourself might be attracting bad actors from the great nation of Cheliax. Ah, so, so it comes out then. You don't give a damn about the city of Corvosa. You're worried about a blemish that might detract from former colonies. Mm. Ah, so many things going wrong over there on the eastern border, aren't there? Well, with Andorin leaving and... <laughs> you want to talk about bad actors? Let's talk about Galt. It, one might think that Isgur is the next to fall. We are not here to talk about Isgur. Let's talk about this blemish you seem so keen on minimizing. I'm sure that you have no doubt realized in your recent encounters with Bloodvale that even a small blemish can become a deadly canker in time. Indeed. So, you want to inspect the prisoners? Yes. Very well. You may inspect them under supervision. This is acceptable. Tomorrow morning. Understood. We're having a bit of a special on visiting Hell Knights these days. Perhaps, perhaps Signifier Strickland can make some introductions to the prisoners for you. Mm, yes. That would be I assume he is on first name basis with most of them. Mm. Well, Honestly, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Hmm. So much unrest and we fall to looking for the small cults rather than the large problems. Hmm. There are certainly large problems in Corvosa. Ones that must be attended to. But it is what it is. What then of the Order of the Nail? What will you do with your multitudinous forces now that they are no longer protecting Corvosa? Well, there is much unrest in the north. Perhaps we could turn our attention there. Hmm. Perhaps, if it is hmm. in mutual interest, the Order of the God Claw may join you. Hmm. Perhaps. I doubt that you will want to make such a long hike, though. Mm. Teleportation circles are helpful. <laughs> oh, not for your armagers. Oh, oh, the poor things. Oh. Anyway. They can walk. You're dismissed. I will see you tomorrow. Yes. And uh, she ascends back up the stairs. Uh, and uh, so you will spend a night... Yeah. In the Citadel. <sighs> Just briefly. Uh, the signifier will not return to the quarters that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, um, I will say that we'll have Majenko cast alarm on the door. Uh-huh. Um, so that we can all, you know, uh, use our blankets to cover our faces or something if Strickland comes in and just claim this is a strange by God claw member's sleep or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'll recognize any of us out of Hunlight Plate, but yes. just in case, Majenko can cast alarm. In the night. 
you let me get everybody giving me a will save. <gasps> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> clack clack will save rocks. Clack 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 clack. <laughs> oh no! What'd you get? Well, Lenore didn't roll very well, and uh, I think everybody else rolled okay. Ophelia got a natural twenty for a total of twenty-eight. Mm -hmm. uh, Unia got an eight on die, but their will save modifier is very good, so they got a twenty-one. Okay. Uh, Damien got a uh, fifteen on die for a total of twenty-two. And okay. uh, Lenore got a 10. Total of 10? <laughs> a total of 10. What did Ophelia get again? Uh, she got a 26. Okay, okay. So most of you, you sleep actually quite quite well, given the circumstances. It's cold. Uh, the, the beds are, you know, they're straw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're uh, they're just actually actually no it's probably just canvas stretched over bars yeah uh, it's like a cot yeah it's like a cot uh, and not particularly like like you have your bed rolls and things that you can use to dress it up a little bit mm. um, but you know there's not it's it's pretty uncomfortable uh, the alarm does not go off in the night mm -hmm. over Lenore mm -hmm. during the night mm -hmm. you think you hear something. Maybe from out by the window. Uh-oh. What do you do? Um, I think I hear something out by the window. Yes. Uh, you just hear, sounds like something whispering, just, Um, I'm going to wake up, uh, I'm going to wake up Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien, who knows all the languages and can also do the, uh, the spellcraft if this is somebody trying to cast okay. a spell. Um, and uh, together, Lenore and Damien will go over to the window. Uh, Just hear the whispering seems to get louder as you get there. Uh, Damien would like to. Uh, can Damien understand it? Damien doesn't hear anything. Oh. Um, can Lenore understand it? Um, do you focus for a moment? Um, I would like to have Damien detect magic first. Damien's like, hold on. Don't listen. If I can't hear it, and you can, something might be trying to mess with you. Okay. Um, can uh, I have Damien detect magic? Yeah, yeah, I cast detect magic? Yes. Right. Um, there is a faint aura of enchantment magic Ooh. over the entire room. It seems that it glows from the stone itself. Um, I would like to spellcraft it. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, while Damien is concentrating, Lenore, uh, you just hear the whispers just going, Don't let him look. Ah, shut up. Ah. Won't like what he sees. It's saying that you shouldn't look. You won't like what you see. Uh, and Damien, are you continuing to concentrate? Yes. All right. Uh, now, on the third round of concentrating on the aura, I need you to make another will save. Okay. Uh, I realized I rolled the wrong die for Damien, but I will roll the... Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. It's just one roll I'm going to use with the metal die. Good. As long as you know who's rolling what. Metal die? For... Yeah, no, it was... Uh... Okay, uh, Damien got a 20. Natural 20? No, a total 20. Total 20. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Damien, uh, as you're concentrating uh, on the detect magic, uh, you feel uh, you feel almost as if, as if whatever enchantment aura you're looking at, it almost looks like it's blurring and moving toward you. Ah! Like a f like some sort of spectral figure, uh, and then but then you blink your eyes and it's like no 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 it's just an aura. 
Uh, what the frick? Uh, uh, it seems to be... Uh, it seems to be, uh, let me get the details. Uh, should I roll spellcraft? Or is my base modifier high enough? You get that it is an enchantment compulsion effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, uh, by spellcrafting you gather that it, it seems to be the magic associated with suggestion. Ah, oh, um, okay, so against- like a lower level, like some, like just sort of a- Moderate, moderate suggestion. Okay. Um. So Lenore does have a plus four to will saves against. Uh, what was it? What was your save with? It was that? A ten. So with that is a fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're yeah. So no. Fine. I just. Uh, um. Yeah. So. Um. Damien will wake up. Unia. Hey, do you still have dispel magic prepped? Uh, yes. What is going on? Um. But Lenore, you do feel like it. Like Damien looking at this is very dangerous no, for him, and no, he should really just, stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. Stop looking at it. It's okay. I'm not looking at it anymore. Not looking at it anymore. Unia, can you cast dispel magic on the stones of this room? I can certainly try. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Uh, Knowing critical role, uh, fan laughter. Ha ha ha. So I'm making a caster level check here. Yep. Alrighty, that was, uh, not, that was, that's an 18. Okay, so you cast Dispel Magic, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you watch as the Dispel Magic, as you, you, you cast it off, and the, and the magical energy negating any other magic in its path, mm. like, just impacts on the wall, and you just watch as it fizzles off, <sighs> as if you had just, like, sprinkled water on a roaring fire. Sorry. Uh, I can do something else. Um, Unia is going to cast Protection from Evil on Lenore. Okay, uh, you may make another save. Uh, do you get to make another save with a bonus? Hold I on. don't know. I'm yeah, I think you get a plus two resistance bonus. Oh, I have a, I have a plus two resistance cloak, so, uh, alright. Um, but I do get a plus four because it's a charm or compulsion effect, so... Specifically, I'm using my Charisma modifier instead of my Wisdom modifier, which is four higher. Uh. Yes. Oh wait, no. You, you get you get a uh, you get a saving throw with a plus two morale bonus. Oh well, I got an eighteen on die, uh, so that is a um, so with the plus two morale bonus, that's a twenty, and then with this, that's a twenty-seven. So with a twenty-seven, it just you just as the as the as the aura goes up around oh, you, shit. it's almost like it's almost like noise isolating headphones go on over you, and the whispering just. I'm okay. Fades. <laughs> what was that? That was really weird. It looks like somebody cast suggestion on the stones. It's weird. Okay. Can I? Is there some some knowledge check I can make to figure out what's happening here? Um, all you can gather is that it seems that that the the stones emanate suggestion. The stones emanate suggestion. Yes. Well, um, so is it coming from the walls or is it coming from the floor? Or is well, it well, it seems like all the stone. Okay. Do we know if anything blocks suggestion? Not really. Um. Okay. Protection from evil apparently gave you a new save. Yeah, yeah. So suggest that it's evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the casters here are, I imagine. Yeah. But okay, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to figure out uh, what we can do to keep. Uh, uh, to actually, tell. you could roll. Um, 
No, roll knowledge geography or nobility. Knowledge geography or nobility. Okay. Um, uh, let me see who all has what. It looks like knowledge and nobility is the one I'm going to be going with here because everybody has it. Um, so Actually, we're gonna... knowledge geography or knowledge religion would be the one. Oh, okay. So yeah, roll knowledge, uh, either knowledge geography or knowledge religion. Knowledge religion is much better right now because of the bonus the Damien gets. Um, so I will roll knowledge religion and Unia will help. Okay. Um, so uh, Damien got a 26. And then Unia is going to roll as well. Right. Unia aids, uh, but does not exceed that. They got a 15. Okay. Um, so 28. 28 on... Knowledge religion. Knowledge religion. Yeah, Damien, you have heard rumors that Citadel Raid is haunted. <gasps> and that um, and that there's something about the, the place that drives people mad. Oh, frick. Uh, that it starts subtle, you know. People distrusting each other. Oh my goodness. But there are rumors that the people that built the place went mad from some sort of force that continually made them distrust people more and more until they got to basically until basically it got to the point that they were turning on each other and trying to kill each other. Okay. With that in mind, I think in the morning, Unia is going to prep speak with haunt, Mm. uh, which is a fourth level cleric spell. Um, it did, does Lenore get to sleep, uh, okay for the rest of the night? Yes, after you're that? able to sleep. Okay. Um, well, for the rest of the night. Yeah, all right. Um, um, during the day, if you cast Detect Magic, you get nothing. Okay. Now I'm wondering if part of their strict curfew rules here have to do with this haunt. Um, <laughs> would I, would I be able to, uh, speak with haunt even if it's not currently active? Uh, I don't know. What does speak with haunt say? It says you stir a haunt to, it says target one haunt. So I'm not sure if I can target the haunt if it's not currently active. Uh, I mean, would you like to try casting speak with haunt on the walls? Yes. All right. Uh, so you cast the spell and nothing happens. Waste my freaking fourth level spells. Well, now you know. Eh, I guess. Um, all right. I had that one prepped today instead of quieting weapons. Um... And it's taken. Um, um, I think, though, I think for the rest of uh, your visit to Citadel Raid, uh, we will continue that next time. Oh, okay. So now we know the Citadel is haunted. The Citadel is haunted, yes. And and uh, you don't want to spend the night in the Citadel. Yes, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, I hope Caster is okay. Nobody tried the door, did they? Nobody tried the door. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway. We'll pick it up next time. Yeah. Figure out what's going on with us. On Curse of the the Crimson Crimson Throne. Throne. Yes. Thank you for listening to this session of Curse of the Crimson Throne. Pathfinder RPG and the Curse of the Crimson Throne Adventure Path are property of Paizo and are used in accordance with its community use policy. A huge thank you again to Elizabeth Wilcox for sharing her harrowing skills with us. You can hear more of her harrowings over on Dimension Door, where she plays Vasilisa Morosova, a harrower witch fighting to save the world from eternal winter. 
This session featured music from Philip Melvin, including The Crimson Banquet, Red Raven's Waltz, Promise of Hearth, and The Undying Overture. Undying Overture is a brand new song available to patrons over on Philip's Tabletop Music Bazaar on Patreon. So be sure to check that out if you want to hear the full version. Sound effects were produced by Sirenscape. You can find more sound effects for your own tabletop games over at sirenscape.com. We are on Twitter at to have and to roll. Rain is at Rain Zero. That's R A N E and the number zero. Daft is at Daft Prodigy. We are also on Tumblr to have and to roll.tumblr.com. And remember, we do not have a Patreon, but Rain does work full time trying to save the world with the power of solar energy. If you would like to see if he can help you switch your home over to solar, please send us an email to have and to roll at gmail.com. Subject line, Rain's Day Job. We will be back again in two weeks as our heroes continue their exploration of Citadel Vraid. Until then, have a great week. There is a cat crawling yes. along the yes. back. Oh, of my there's desk. also there's also a cat who just hopped up uh, onto yes. the, the. I, I heard oh a little. Oh my gosh, they're I swarming a, around I heard me. A little yes, oh, sorry, the babies are being babies. They're being babies. I love them so. They're very good. Sometimes you just need to give them a little time to be babies. They just had dinner, they, they and so they're looking dinner. for good places to to curl up and snooze. Okay, I need this book though, baby. I'm sorry, but baby, baby. <laughs> Autumn wants to snuggle up on the router because it's warm, and Princess wants, wants to, to snuggle, snuggle up on rain. Because I'm me. <laughs> because he's warm. Oh, cuties. Hey, I understand the desire to snuggle with rain. <laughs> oh, you. It's good. God, you're so small on this map. Itty bitty. Itty bitty. Teeny tiny Teeny, party. Tiny. Very small. Teeny tiny party. Very little. Very little. Little party. Pocket party. Pocket party. party Put in, in pocket. pocket. Take with you to work. <laughs>